0: This series of Tilly at Home With is sponsored by Wonderlust. I don't know about you, but I've been really enjoying doing yoga at home, and I've been using their new Wonderlust TV platform. There's yoga, meditation, breathwork, and fitness classes on there, and all with world-class teachers from the US and the UK. Great news is that they're offering the listeners of this podcast a three-month subscription for just £9, and everything's included in that, so there are no excuses. Just go to tv.wonderlust.com and use the code Tilly at Home and find your true north. Welcome to Tilly at Home with Joe Wood. Joe Wood is a well-known model, TB personality and entrepreneur who is passionate about green issues and has followed an organic lifestyle for many years. In 2005, she launched her own award-winning range of organic beauty products, Joe Wood Organics. For many years, Jo toured the world with the Rolling Stones alongside her former husband, Ronnie Wood, living in LA and New York before returning home to the UK. She has just published her third book, Stoned, full of iconic images taken by Jo from those days on the road with the band. Jo has four children and ten grandchildren and has recently left London to live off-grid in the countryside. Alongside plans to relaunch her brilliant pop-up restaurant Mrs Paisley's Lashings and her Alien Nation podcast, Jo is a huge supporter of many environmental charities. Jo, thanks so much for being my guest, Tilly at Home with Joe Wood. Yay! I love it that you're here, Tilly. In your beautiful new home as well, that's like yeah. perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I really wanted you to be one of my guests because you've obviously been one of the biggest influences on me on organic living and healthy lifestyle and holistic stuff and homeopathy and everything. So where did it all start for
1: you? Okay, it all started for me well when I got ill really and that I was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease and um, I did a thing in the paper and it came out Stone's wife, an incurable disease and that was when we were living in Richmond so the the express the paper sent me over a bag of mail from all these people because by this time I was on steroids and I was uh, you know my got bloated my skin was just all bubbly and bumpy on my face and how old were you then then got young uh 1991 oh okay um how many years ago was that? <laughs> 1991, 2001, 2011. 38
0: years yeah. ago. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. God, god Almighty. it's so young to get so diagnosed with something like that. Yeah. So I uh, I was I went on tour and
1: with taking those steroids and but the thing about the steroids is that they took my soul away and I just didn't feel like me don't know why they do that. Well, it's pharmaceutical shit. Anyway, so I've got this big bag of mail and I sat on the floor and I went through all these letters of people with Crohn's disease and people being really nice to me and saying, don't worry, Joe, you'll be fine. And and then I picked up this one letter and the writing was really erratic. and And I thought, oh, this is weird. And I tried to read it and I could make out, he said, come and see me in Hastings and I will put your crones into remission for life. And I thought, what is he talking about? But I got in my car and I drove down to Hastings oh, yeah. and I got to his uh, his house uh, and he was living in a house called Shangri-La. And when I went in, it was just full of, pots and pestles and mortars and it was just fascinating and he sat me down and he said "Uh, what do you eat and his name was Gerald Green he said what do you eat and I thought what do I eat I've come here because I'm ill why is he asking me what I eat for god's sake and so i started reeling off me and my sister have lean cuisine da 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 da, take the kids we get kentucky fried chicken at the weekends and then on sunday i'll cook a roast and and i went on and on and on and and then he started telling me about food and how the chemicals on the food he told me about genetically modified this is 1991. yeah amazing genetically modified food uh, what that does, how it breaks down your natural immune system and makes you weak and weaker. And it affects people all in different ways, and then suddenly you start thinking, of course we're all different, so everything's going to affect everybody indifferently. And he said, let's. He said, are you willing to to try my diet, and we'll take you off your steroids. I said, yeah, you yeah, bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he put me on this really clean diet I wasn't allowed to have. It was, it basically, it was an alkaline diet and it was an organic diet and it was very little chicken and, and it had to be a good quality chicken. He just told me everything uh, and I could eat a little bit of fish. If I really needed to drink alcohol, he allowed me to have a little bit of vodka, but with no mixing in it. So. Yeah. Everything was really clean. Anyway, it was really hard to find anything organic. I found it so hard. Um, and then I i can't remember how I found this woman, but she had an organic farm. I, I wish I knew who she was still. And she had an organic farm, and she came into London once a week and started bringing me vegetables. Wow. Yeah. So... Um, it must have been Gerald that got me Yeah, uh, must. Yeah. yeah. So I did that and then when I went to Ireland I started planting my own potatoes and carrots and it was all very exciting. Anyway, after four months I started to feel fantastic. I absolutely was myself back again. And I went and stayed with my friend Lorraine down in the country. And uh, I got terribly ill, they rushed me into hospital, they did exploratory surgery and found I had a perforated appendix. I was walking around with that for two years. So they took out my appendix and some of my intestines that were very inflamed. And I never looked back really, I laid in hospital and thought, if I hadn't detoxed my body... I would have never been here now, and, and the problems being been taken out, you know, I would have never, if I had, they said that I was lucky I was alive. Wow. So I laid in hospital, and I said, from this day onwards, I am going to be an organic girl, and I'm still that way.
0: Yeah, and, and how did you, so like, early on then, how did you kind of balance that, because you were still touring and travelling? Yeah, I became, and... I became
1: obsessed, as Keith said, one day... The trouble with you, darling, is you're addicted to organic food. <laughs> Great, yeah, yeah. Coming from UK. yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so I start, you know, one tour. I took. Um, I I didn't want to leave my potatoes behind in Ireland, so I packed them in a suitcase and took them on tour. The <laughs> And then we went to Paris, and I got the chef backstage to cook the potatoes and do a massive bowl and just said, Joe's Organic Potatoes. So I just started driving everybody mad. I was constantly looking for organic food. And when we went to America, it was easy because there was whole foods there. and, And so it just built and built and built. And then I started, in the late 90s, I started getting worried about what I was putting on my skin. Yeah. And so then... And then I met Jo Farley, and then she recommended me this cosmetologist. So it all sort of built up and built up and built up. And and then I, I just... What I was cleaning my house with, what I was... You know, those air fresheners, oh, my God, what do they contain? You know, and the more you look into it, the more you go, what the hell is this?
0: Yeah, and actually, if you can't get, like completely organic you're still thinking i'm going to eat something fresh something local something you think of that actually what you're eating is having a massive effect on your whole on your whole system and you see when you uh start living organically you
1: are making a demand for the farmers by by using products that aren't chemical you are washing stuff down the plug hole and it's better it's just it's just better for the planet that we need to look after our planet i get so worried about the planet and i think don't worry joe nature is so powerful but i do worry about
0: this planet of ours that that we're abusing like we are yeah we have to just massively like you were saying about rewilding your land here like that is that is probably the best thing that we can all do rewild yeah. as much as possible because like nature has an. Imi- will be able to heal a huge amount of what we've done, but we have to.
1: Yeah, I was do it um, now. <laughs> I was reading up on rewilding the other, the other night in bed, and and uh, that's. It. I'm going to do that, and you just let nature just. You plant stuff. I'm planting seventy trees down there. Oh, you lovely! And all different varieties, and then you just let it do what it's got to do, and the let the weeds and the nettles and. The, and then it finds its own level of being, and it and it becomes a haven for all the birds and butterflies yeah. and bees and everything. I can't I can't wait for it to really be fab. Yeah, mm. it's quite nice as well because it's quite low maintenance too, right? Yeah, you just leave it. Yeah, it's like perfect. You just leave it and let it just go crazy, and then it just finds its own path.
0: Yeah, and so when you um, because I uh, one thing I was remember about you is like telling me that you made like a, so you could cook for yourself sometimes until you'd made like a flight case. Did it yeah. have like a little kitchen yeah. in it or something? I tell you, I did that because we used to
1: go out through kitchens so they could get into the vans and go to the gig because so many fans used to be outside the hotel. Oh, that's so funny. And I used to look at, in the kitchens and I think, oh my God, I just had breakfast from here, this dirty greasy floor bits of food everywhere and oh it was disgusting so i started with a two burner two ring burner and a little suitcase anyway one day and a saucepan and a little um kettle uh and then one day i put a towel on it to close it and pack it and i burnt and when I opened it up, it, all the towel was all burning. So the case. <laughs> but I thought, I need to do this properly. Yeah. So um, Jamie found me this guy that made stuff, made flight cases, and I, I went to him with a design, and I said, "This is what I want. I need dual voltage. I need two burners that go cold when. What are they call those? I don't know, like little hot plates or something, yeah. like the rings. Yeah. Then I had six drawers down the side that I could put my toaster and so, did, and, so uh, did you take the food around with you as well then? no what I did was I used to get lots of food but I used to try and buy so that I used it when I was in there so if we were in Chicago I'd pop out to uh, Whole Foods and get dinner and breakfast nice and then make sure I didn't have too much I used to have baked beans in the thing and HP sauce yeah in, <laughs> in the
0: drawers yeah, because you're so homey. I was thinking about like all oh, your houses, this one as well. It's just so cozy and gorgeous. You just want to be like snuggled in here. So, actually, yeah, that would have made it much more homey for yeah, you wherever you went, I it suppose. It did. Yeah. And now
1: you still do all that stuff, like put things over the lights. And I
0: still do that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I learned was... that from you. yeah. I haven't been to a hotel in ages. Oh, I know. Oh, you're not missing much, are you? I know you're in the right place now. I know.
1: Yeah, I used to love doing cooking on tour, but I only used to cook for me and Ronnie at the time. I didn't or the kids when they came out. Yeah, just not to always have to order
0: takeout and room yeah, service and stuff. And
1: I knew that I was putting healthy food into my body yeah. rather than food that might have been sitting in the fridge in the downstairs in the hotel for months.
0: Yeah, because actually, you, I always think of you with your cooking as well. You always cooked really nice food for everybody. That's part. Yeah. You kind of have to cook, don't you, if you're gonna if you want to be healthier. You have to be. It's kind of you part have of to it. cook. You have to cook. I always am so surprised
1: when people tell me that they eat out most mainly, and then they cook once or twice a week. And I think, oh God, I can't get my head around that. Yes. Yeah, I just... think once you get into, even when I'm on my own, I'll sit there and think. What can I do that's really nice, nutritious, makes me feel great, and I will cook myself something lovely Yeah, so I can sit down and eat something really good for me.
0: Yeah, and, and do you think, like, so your environmental yeah, beliefs have basically got you to move out of London, be in the countryside, that's kind of your lifestyle that's kind of got yeah, you it's, here it's, now. I
1: mean, I, I don't, I know it sounds crazy, but I think I must have been... Um, guided by the angels last year, because I would have not liked to be in London this year. Yeah. Uh, I had this, like, desire, such strong desire last year. I had to sell the house, and I had to move to the country. Just was all I wanted to do last year, move out. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. And I did. And I felt, and I, well, first of all, I couldn't find anywhere. And then this house came up, and it just said, off-grid house in
0: Northamptonshire.
1: Off-grid house in Northamptonshire? Oh,
0: my God, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, I know. You probably just bought it from that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You'd already decided. Because <laughs> yeah. when I
1: got here, it was, like, really white throughout the house. And I thought, this is not my kind of house. But, oh, my God, it's off-grid. Yeah, yeah. And it's got six acres of land that I can rewild. How cool is that? Yeah. So I, it, I didn't fall in love with the house. But I fell in love with the idea of it all.
0: Yeah, and, the, and the, what the space could give you, you yes. could create with the space. Yeah, Because yes. you just can't do that in London, can you? You can't kind of, do, so you've dug like a borehole. Ty was going on and on and said, Mum, you
1: really got to have a wild swimming pond. I thought, oh, yeah, wild swimming. So my, my new friend, Dean, who's got a building company, he dug me the hole and then we lined it with um, blue clay yeah. So that it's... We didn't want to put plastic in it. Yeah. So then we looked at my water system, which comes from a well, and we, you know, s- to see how deep it was and how much water we got in there and all that. We realised that we couldn't fill the, the pond oh, because we didn't have enough water in the well. And the water is enough. Oh, because that
0: was off-grid. That was what was off-grid about yeah. the house. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so
1: water, the, yeah, the water from the well. So the, my only solution was to dig a borehole Okay, yeah. So they came in and dug the borehole, and we went down over 200 feet wow. and hit an ancient source of water. Wow. And as things were coming up, they were finding bits of di- um, fossils and stuff wow. like that. So the, that pond is filled with dinosaur water. Yeah. It's like a
0: mineral spa, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: How lovely. It's so soft when you're in it. Ty and Jack jumped in it earlier.
0: Yeah, I know my sisters. My sister loved. I oh, really love her so much. But it's so much nicer than a swimming pool, isn't yeah. it? To have any of that chlorine. Yeah. All the plants. And it's the, just heaven. So we planted it. Me, Leah, and Ty.
1: We bought loads of for, over 400 plants, and we, uh, on a hot day in the summer, we just planted. It. Stayed I in saw the water that. all day and got sunburned backs and backs of our necks. And yeah. We just planted it up. It was great.
0: And, and so what
1: would you say then, that are, like, are you the biggest challenges? Biggest challenges to get to the country? Um, well, uh, there's been... To adjusting last year to living in the country was... It was okay, but um, adjusting to off-grid was a whole learning experience, yeah. you know. learn how the... Solar works and the the uh, you know how the generator cuts in and does this and I had lots of trouble with the generator. I've had lots of trouble with the solar, trouble with the water, <laughs> trouble with everything. Yeah. But I think now it's it's fine. But to get here, yeah, it's been a long journey really, and I think I needed to go through living in London on my own and doing all that to find myself to know that I. What I wanted to do was come to the country.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. did some brilliant stuff, didn't you? Did all like the strictly come dancing and the, the yeah, ten years great and
1: out all, all the time, going to different parties and
0: and look, none of it's happening this year. I know, I know. You're not missing anything, are you? I know. Actually, all anybody wants now is more space and to be able to grow their own stuff. And yeah, that's why I think
1: I was guided by angels to come here.
0: Yeah. It was time to get time to well, move some,
1: something.
0: Yeah. No, I know it's funny. It's, it's good because it's you have to be brave, don't you? You like what someone said to me. You know, you have to get out of your comfort zone. But some people are like not even comfortable in their comfort zone. So like you know, you it's a big move, isn't it? Yeah. Especially on your own as well. Right. Uh,
1: well, considering I'd never been to Northamptonshire before. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever been here before. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody said, "Why did you move here?" And I said, "Because <laughs> the house is off grid." And they said, do you know people here? No, I don't know anybody. But I'll make friends. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. I know, you can't be frightened of stuff, can you? Because if you're frightened, then you just don't, you You get stuck. You can't live in fear. Yeah.
1: And my mum used to always say, fear is man's greatest enemy. And that's what, also, so many people right now are full of fear. And and fear is so bad for you. So so bad for you because if you've got fear, it affects your immune system. Yeah. So we must and and I think if you think I'm not I'm not going to be afraid of anything, I mean of course you can be, but to have that in your in your mind that you're gonna have no fear. Your mind, your if you when you talk to yourself, you can uh you can convince yourself of anything so if you convince yourself that all is bad and useless or you can convince yourself is all is great and wonderful and every cell would talk to each other to say "Eh, everything's great and wonderful yeah and you your whole body
0: is involved in that thought yeah Yeah. so the worst thoughts you have the worse you feel your body wants to be in a what they call homeostasis, like balanced place. Yeah. And it always wants to get back there. So it always actually, wants to get back there. And
1: if you feed your body, this is all about the organic stuff, if you feed your body what it needs, it will get better without any medicine, without anything. you just got to give it what it needs, and that's not pharmaceutical drugs. Whereas you should be looking for the reason you might be ill and the reason that this is happening, the reason that that's happening... And, and by changing your diet to an organic diet, cutting out, I think to cut out red meat and dairy is so important. Yeah, it's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's where um, I think red meat was my first one that I dropped. And then I was still drinking organic milk only. Yeah. And then a few years ago, I thought, why am I drinking bloody milk that's given to calves? You know, it was just like drinking cat milk, dog milk. Yeah. Any animal, other animal, I don't want to drink that. Yeah, so what do you? which milk do you drink now? No? I drink that M Y L K. I I yeah. just love it. I could drink a whole thing of it. Oh, I don't know that one. It's got... Um, that's what I made your match Oh, with. it's yummy. It's got um, cashew and coconut and Himalayan pink sea salt in oh, it. Oh, it's yummy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's... So important to feed your body the right food. It's a shame that we don't talk about it now, and shame there's not programs on TV that shows you great dishes to cook if you're got cold, or if you've got this, or if you you need something like that to teach people how to do it. Yeah,
0: people don't know how to do. It I know. It's funny because, like, what you know, like I remember you when I had Arthur first. I went to see a homeopath, and then. You know, the, you start to... If you do that alternative... Well, they call it alternative, but I don't know what the alternative is. Like, what's the alternative? There isn't any alternative. It do is you know, health, basically. Do you know who started that? I think it was
1: Rockefeller back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, when he found that he could use chemicals in in medicines. And so he put it around that alternative medicine was alternative. Oh,
0: wow, yeah. And
1: this new chemical stuff was the great stuff.
0: Yeah. Because it's funny, because a lot of the, the natural stuff is like thousands of years old. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, the Chinese using it thousands of years ago. I mean, we used to use it. We used to have the like elderberries and,
1: and all the stuff out, herbalists who have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, Thousands of years.
0: Yeah, what's alternative about that? It doesn't make There's any sense. no,
1: nothing alternative <laughs> about that. It's just something that they've just decided to make people wary of
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Because what, the, the amazing thing for me was that I, like with the kids very rarely have had to actually take them to the doctor because there's always been something that you can work with so if it's not the food it be it's everything it's the food it might be a herbal remedy it might be you know osteopathy or craniosophy yeah or,
1: you know or reflexology I love it I love so it all m- to yeah. try and get somebody better my family or anybody actually and I go get my nutritional healing out and say and look it, look up what they've got, and in that in that book, which is like my bible, I can look there, and I can I can tell you why you've got that, you know, exactly what it is you're dealing with, you know, it's all written there. Whereas doctors don't say say anything, they just give you a prescription and tell you to bugger off. Yeah, they don't say go home, cook yourself a nice yeah. organic soup. Yeah. Eat really well for a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, stay off sugar. Stay off sugar. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: and don't eat dairy because that makes flim. You know all that stuff. A doctor should be saying that.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing because when you do live live like that and have that rule, like your energy levels, you can you you have really good energy. I think most of the yeah. time. And if you don't, you think, oh, well, I'm tired. A, maybe I need to rest, or B, I need to just boost myself a bit so do you take like a few supplements and things I take loads of supplements what am I taking at the moment
1: um I've just started taking lion's mane for nerves and brain to try and build my brain (laughs) up that's
0: good (laughs) I'll have some of that (laughs) love
1: those um I'm taking zinc selenium um uh um c uh multivitamin oil I take loads of stuff yeah Take a whole big
0: handful every day. I know, and especially like in the winter, there's like that vitamin D is so good, isn't it?
1: Vitamin D I take every day.
0: And I think the older you are, the
1: more strict you have to be with what you're taking. Yeah. And I think the older you are, you should be really strict about what you're eating. I think when you're young, you can get away with not eating all good food all the time. But when you get older, you need to replenish your cells so badly that. It's essential to eat organic, nutritious food straight out of the garden. It reminds me when my mum was really ill and the carers came in. I said, what are you going to feed her? And they said, oh, ping food. I said, what the hell is ping food? And they said, oh, just something put in the microwave. And he goes, ping. I said, how can you? You cannot give my mother that. She's so sick yeah so in the end i said right get rid of the the carers and i just went down there and did five days and my brother me and my brother oh, yeah, I remember. and whereas they said she was got a week to live she lived for six months wow because yeah. i fed I, her organic yeah.
0: food every day yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i
1: mean food
0: it makes sense as well because you literally eat i mean four or five times a day don't you You're putting constantly putting stuff into your body it's yeah. like putting sh- you know terrible petrol into a ferrari or something yeah is that is it? it
1: and you know you've got to think of your body as a ferrari i know what would you be <laughs> i would be an aston martin oh, nice With <laughs> have down <laughs> uh, yeah it's exactly like putting the best fuel in your engine possible that's what you want to make you feel good and yeah. happy yeah because i also believe that if you're If you haven't got your health, you're not going to be happy. So, happiness and health are completely tied together. Me being ill that time, it was the most, you know, you realise your health is so important. Well, I realise my health is so
0: important. Yeah, and the kids were young then. Did you have the kids then? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were. Gosh. Leah, Ty. Ty was born in 83. Yeah. So, they hated it when I started cooking everything organic i hate organic food yeah but then i started cooking in a way like making macaroni cheese and everything all the ingredients are in organic. so and then i stopped going on about
0: it so much so yeah. they ate the food and just thought i was cooking like normal <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah and then they get used to it too don't they and they and now and the look at them they love it as well now don't they yeah. i mean they wouldn't have it any other way now yeah thai is really good with cooking and you know, what he puts in his body as well. The thing I think has been scary for people as well when the lockdown happened and when, that like, the virus, COVID came along was that the doctors kind of said, we don't know, you know, in the beginning, we might not be able to help you get through this or get over this or we don't, you know. And I think people have got really scared then because they're so used to going to the doctor and expecting the doctor to fix them. Yeah, I said that the other day. I said, now is the time
1: for everybody to start looking after themselves because... You can't just run to the doctors now, you have to look after yourself,
0: yes, yeah, mad, yeah, and actually, the chances are because we're kind of some people think with viruses as well, like because we're cutting more into the Amazon and more into the kind of natural world that these viruses are sort of jump from animals to humans. It might carry on happening, and they could be even worse. So you, that, what all you can do is build up your own defence, isn't it? Yeah, that's all you can
1: do. And I think it's, you know, we're made up of bacteria and viruses, so we need to get our bodies to have... I mean, we viruses, without viruses, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. We really need them, so
0: we just need to... Be able to be strong enough to deal with them. I read as well that so we've got only, I think, 70% of what we should have of our microbiome because of like overuse of antibiotics over the years and toxins and stuff. So, like, that's the one, and that's why the organic food is the yeah, start, that, isn't actually, it? Actually, the microbiotic, macrobiotic diet is so
1: good for that, though I find it a bit boring to do a macrobiotic.
0: Yeah, diet. I do, I, that's when I first tried the short grain brown rice, and I absolutely love that, and the seaweed. I love yeah. those kind of bits of it, but I'm I never... I can't do
1: it every day. No. Well, I
0: should be able to do it every day. I
1: could do it every day. But with everybody living here at the house at the moment, I'm not disciplined enough to just do it for myself.
0: Yeah, you've got to cook for a family at the yeah. moment. Aren't you? Yeah. Because
1: apparently what happens there... I was reading something the other day that, that if you have a macrobiotic diet, the viruses become friends with your micro... Microbes. Microbes. God, my brain's gone, I need those, that lion's And <laughs> um, They become best friends, and your immune, immune system gets stronger.
0: Yeah. But yeah. you have
1: to stick on the macrobiotic diet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing as well, though, for me, I think, although still I get it wrong sometimes, is that because I have mostly a good diet, that if I want to have... Like, I feel like there's nothing I couldn't eat. Like, it wouldn't kill me to have a bar of chocolate, or I have a lot of chocolate... Or to have a few glasses of wine, or you know, because I know that I can get better yeah, I'm after like that, too. Yeah, if
1: like I'm going to go out for dinner on Friday with my new local friends, and I will know that I'll be much happier eating at home, but I've got to go out sometimes, yeah. you know. So I'll go out and eat, and I'll have a couple of glasses of wine, and I'll feel it in my body the next day that my body doesn't feel good like it does when I eat at home, but then I just step up some vitamins and yeah and I have a good day's food that day and, and I'll be back on track
0: yeah and you can't let it control you too much can no, you like can have Otherwise, to be able to
1: nobody would ever ask me to go out for dinner
0: <laughs> like I'm coming but I'm bringing my own
1: supplies bring a little box and put it on the table what's that
0: Joe? oh it's my own
1: organic food yeah at
0: least you're not bringing a kitchen with you anymore <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah I bought my luggage for the weekend <laughs> your own flight case Here's all my food do you mind cooking this for me please yeah um yeah you have to find a balance really don't you because otherwise you'd be boring
0: yeah I think that's well, that's the like life goal isn't it like sometimes now if I get hung over I think oh my god and when am I ever going to learn not to have that extra glass wine and then you just think well I'm just human I'm probably going to fuck up every now and again and not try and get be perfect with everything like it's impossible isn't it
1: yeah it's, it is impossible, and I think, unless, I mean, if I had just sort of, I, I don't know, lived in a commune where it was all, everybody was all organic and everybody cooked, somebody was cooking over there, and somebody, I don't know. Yeah, like if you're on a retreat yeah. for your whole life, yeah, yeah, that's the only way you could do it. But you have to enjoy yourself, and I think to be happy is very essential to... Your yeah. life. and you need to you need the socialising as well, don't you? you? Need the community. You need uh, to have people around you, and that's why I think this whole lockdown is absolute crap. I think what the government should be doing is me getting political. <laughs> what goes. the government should be doing is having sort of things on TV saying we recommend you eat this and that and the other, and what you should be taking is these vitamins and um, and just to build up people we recommend you do exercise and go for a walk an hour a day just i don't yeah. know and explain why not
0: not because yeah, everyone's like i don't want to go for two hours exercise but you're like well if you, you if someone said
1: outside in yeah the fresh air. and that's the other thing i hate
0: is masks
1: on children i mean i don't want masks on me but on children i know what the hell i know and, and it, there's proof that it doesn't children don't it doesn't affect children, this virus. What are you putting kids in masks for?
0: I know, it's terrible, isn't it? I know, I really hope I that, saw that little passes kids, soon. Like
1: this size, like tiny, two-year-olds in masks the other day in the supermarket and I wanted to go up to the mother and say something. Yeah. But I didn't.
0: No, I didn't. That's uh, What can you do? I mean, people have to... Yeah. People think, you know, people do it for the reason that they believe is the right reason, don't they? So you have to kind of... There are, those viruses are so tiny so tiny that they can get through a mask, no problem. We are just interrupting this episode to bring you a short message from a wonderful charity that we're supporting. I am really happy to say that this podcast is working with the Cross River Gorilla Project to raise awareness of the critically endangered Cross River Gorilla and support the local rainforest communities. With only about 300 of these great apes remaining in the world, this comes at a crucial time. The Cross River Gorilla Project would love you to sign up to their website, which is free, and help share their story. You can also follow them on Instagram at Cross River Gorilla and see how you can make a difference.
1: I'm hoping what's gonna happen, it's gonna change the world and we're all gonna wake up and be sort of spiritual and we're gonna say, right, let's let's not have all this processed food, let's all grow yeah. food, let's all become. These people make this planet and work together with it to make it go great. I don't know. I want yeah. that. It does say sp- spiritual awakening everywhere. You know.
0: Yeah, I feel like the the uh, the environmental issues definitely talks about more and more and more, isn't it? You know. I think it is, and I think people do understand the health stuff. I mean, like wellness for itself, mental health, all those conversations that people have now, are like really casually. 20 years ago, no-one was talking about mental health. So it does kind of... But you see,
1: 20 years ago, they weren't eating... I think the reason that we have so much mental health is is the diet. Because by having so much processed food, you're not getting the right vitamins, and you're not getting niacin, um, vitamin B. Uh, And so niacin is a a major factor in... in, um, Uh, mental health issues because what happens when people go into uh, uh, schizophrenia or depression is the adrenals attack the cells in the brain something like that Mm. I hope I got it right Yeah. and they attack the cells um, and by taking niacin it coats the cells so the adrenals can't attack it and I was talking to my friend she said you know what when I get an attack on of depression she said it's like my body i I feel like it's attacking me i said it is yeah it's it's like a, a like a storm
0: yeah and actually it's very um. depleted from the soil that yeah. isn't it so we don't that, get that we as much we're as we're cleaning used to.
1: our vegetables too much and so we're getting rid of all those vitamins and the and the vegetables were grown in in soil that has nothing in it
0: yeah
1: that's yeah. the other thing the soil
0: yeah that's why your rewilding is going to be amazing yeah. for that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I know you can. like, be like dance around out fairy there, aren't you? Oh, no. I will It'd be dance skipping through the meadows. Yes, butterflies. There goes that mad woman. <laughs> 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 yeah, you'll be. you are That's good, though, isn't it? Because the more you do it, the more everyone else will go. Oh, that's actually great. I love that. Yeah,
1: and when they turn around to see me, when I'm like. 105 and i'm still going still skipping
0: around (laughs) yeah
1: yeah there she goes the nutter. oh yeah i I don't i'm not gonna be a nutcase but i i hope to live i want to live to be really old i've decided yeah
0: i know i think why not though because if you if you keep looking after your cells and your body and uh, everything keeps regenerating your, your organs regenerate over a certain time like Why not, actually? You know? Yeah. Get the odd cold every now and again, get rid of your morbid matter. That's all right, I think. Yeah. detox. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's how the body does it. The other thing that I love that you introduced me to, and you talked about it a bit earlier, was the. I remember going into your bathroom years ago, and you had the. It was aromatherapy associates bath oils everywhere yes. and the body oils and that was for me i was like oh my god this is like the most amazing i love the rome therapy i bought something
1: the other day oh, did you but yeah. that's what was a lot of inspiration for my body oil yeah
0: yeah
1: definitely i just thought it was so great that and when i went to india i met these uh two gay indians and they were doing this karma oil and and they said that all their oils were organic. And I just... The whole thing with Therapy Associates and these guys, they were so fabulous. I loved them. And that's when I went home and and wanted to do... I was obsessed to do my own oils. Yeah,
0: and they're amazing, aren't they? Because yeah. the oils go into your skin, so they're actually, like, nourishing you in another way. Yeah,
1: You're, you know, if you put a good organic oil on your skin, it's compatible. you We've got so much oil anyway in our skin, so... We need an oil rather than a cream. A cream will sit on your face. An oil will feed your skin.
0: Yeah. So, so what? What? Um, what would you say? So many things, aren't they? What would you say your proudest achievement is?
1: Apart from my children, um, grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. I must forget them. Uh, um, I, I think, doing my Joe Wood Organics. Yeah yeah because that i didn't know anything about it Um, and i remember the day i went into harvey nicks and we went to see the buyer there and i just had samples and uh, i had to talk her into taking my products on and she said yes at the end of it all and like we got i got out onto the street onto uh, knightsbridge and I just screamed yeah. out and I was I was so proud and so chuffed that yeah. Harvey Nicks were going to take my products. Yeah. It was great. Yeah.
0: And they're gorgeous. Yeah. I love them. The candle's gorgeous and the
1: body oils are amazing. And like, I need to get back on selling them again because I've been a bit, the last six months I've been a bit
0: lazy. Or busy though, do you think, moving house and going oh, off yeah. grid?
1: Yeah. Maybe that. But I need to get back on track. They're just t- turning one of my stables into my office.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going
1: to have my office here. Um, and I need to get back to work because I find that I get so easily distracted. Yeah. Especially as I've got my kids staying
0: with me at the moment. Yeah. That is a massive distraction, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> it's funny with kids as well because they. it's nice because they come in and, and they go oh can you help me with this I need that and everything I've got to do I forget about completely yeah and their thing is the most important thing and it's quite nice because you forget about your own problems do their problems but then actually they then chip off See, I was
1: going to do loads of things this morning I did a workout and then uh Ty said to me mum will you sew the hole up in my jeans (laughs) so all that stuff that I was supposed to do I went, oh yeah, where, let me get my sewing box. Yeah. Sat down, sewed up the crutch of his jeans, and then redid the patch on his knee. I thought I'd say with all the stuff I've got to do. Yeah. And I'm sitting here sewing my son's jeans, jeans up.
0: I'm happy as anything doing it though, in a yeah, way. That's yeah, no, quite cute. I isn't hate it? to admit that I was quite happy to do it. <laughs> I think that as well, we're all at home a lot and you're working trying to work at home like what do you is being distracted that your the hardest thing for you do you think oh yeah
1: i'm terrible i need to that's why i need my office to so i can go in there yeah cut myself off from what's happening in the house and concentrate what i'm doing because i've also got my prints that i'm selling as well from my book so i just need to get organized joe Get yeah. organised. Yeah, but you're right, having a good space to do it is key, yeah. isn't it? I think it's very important to have a good space like that. So right now I haven't got it, so it's a kitchen table.
0: Yeah, it's too near the fridge for me, that, isn't it? Yeah, too I've... near the
1: fridge, too <laughs> near everything.
0: Yeah, the laundry, the fr- yeah tidying, yeah. Oh, yeah, and if anything's difficult, you're like, oh, actually, suddenly I need to organise that over there. Because yeah. you've got a difficult thing to work out. So. And
1: and i rather go and pack the dishwasher then nag one of the kids to do it for me. Yeah.
0: Still? It's easier for me to do it, <laughs> isn't it. That's like the classic mothering thing, isn't it? Isn't That's that terrible? Oh, yeah. Isn't that
1: terrible? You have to
0: make sure the grandchildren are better than that, then.
1: Oh, well, I asked Maggie the other day to lay the table. She was, oh, she? She was getting into that moody sort of vibe. Oh, wish you Yeah, teenage. Early teenage. I walked into her bedroom yesterday. I said, oh, my God,
0: we've had a robbery. <laughs> Look at the mess of the room. <laughs> that is so cute. And I bet for a minute she's like, oh, really, have we? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no, no, it's her mess. She's taking the teasing me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got lots more that you want to achieve then, yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Um, and here, with the rewilding... Uh, And then I've got this barn at the top over there, which I'm, um, January we start work on, it's going to be very basic, but it's going to be my cowboy barn. Oh,
0: nice. And I'm going
1: to put a bar in it, Yeah. and I'm going to have one of the other barns as a kitchen, because it's all in one building. And I'm going to do dinners up there, Mrs Paisley's dinner, so I can grow the food in the garden, pick it, cook it, Put it on the plate and somebody eat it. Yeah. So I think I'll ju- I just want to start small and just do private dinners.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you've got there. lots of
1: space up there too, got right? Loads of space up there. I just need to plant it up and um, and just make it look fab.
0: Yeah, lovely. Oh, so when you get yeah, you can start planning that from your office then, can you? Yeah. yeah.
1: I really want to do Mrs. Paisley's because I love doing Mrs. Paisley's lashings when I did it back in. God knows what year was that. Uh it was about 10 12 years ago, was it? Yeah. yeah. 2010, 2010 I think I did that. And and I had all um local food uh grew the garden yeah for what we needed. Yeah. I had my friend Arthur Potts Dawson come and cook. Yeah. It went from garden to plate in an hour. Yeah. We started off brilliant. with 25 people a night and by the time we finished we were doing
0: 60 people a night. Yeah. It was exhausting. Do you know, and I remember, it was at Sipsmiths came and they had yeah. only just started out, I think. And yeah. You, you and they were like, oh, it was like a botanical gin thing. And they're huge now, aren't they? Are they huge yeah, now? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, my God, they're massive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah. Oh, better go back to them and say, hey, remember me? Yeah, I helped you launch. <laughs> yes. Come, up, come back to me. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. Yeah, so I really want to do that because, you know, I just want to... I want to feed people really good food, and I want them to experience really great food and and see how they feel when... Because when you go out to dinner and you have good food, you feel good. Yeah. You go out to dinner and have crap food, you feel crap. I went out to dinner the other day and we went to this pub... And it was all obviously straight out of the freezer and into the fryer, and I just felt disgusting mm. when I got home. Yeah, I thought it just shows you.
0: Yeah, you want people to yeah, without having to cook it all for yourself every time someone comes to your house. You want to create a space where you can show people what you what you're saying. You can it's, yeah. it can be all you.
1: Yeah, and they can sit down and have a fab dinner that's straight out of the garden.
0: Where did Mrs Paisley's come from then?
1: So Mrs Paisley's came from, just before I went on holiday, I was newly single, and I went on holiday, just before that I went to this fantastic club in London, and I was gone holiday, and I was talking to Jack, my son-in-law, I said, oh my God, Jack, I went to this fantastic club the other night, it was called whatever it was, and he said, oh yeah, I've heard about that, that's pop-up club, I said, pop-up club,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: what on earth's a pop-up club, he said. Oh, you get pop-up galleries, pop-up clubs, pop-up restaurants. He so said they can be open for a month or you know, and so he just started explaining and I sat there, I thought, oh my god, I've got this massive house with a great big vegetable garden. How fun would it be to open up my house and give money to charity? open up my house, get my friend... uh, It all just came flooding to me, and I said to Jack, oh, I'd love to do a pop-up restaurant in my house with all organic food. And Jack said, yeah, that's a great idea. You have to find a name for it. And I started thinking names, and and then I started looking online, and I saw this pop-up place that was in America, and it was called Mrs. Marmite's Lover. (laughs) I went, oh, my God god that's such a cool name (laughs) so then i start i want something like that and i couldn't think and then somebody said something in the word paisley i think it was emily and said something about paisley's i went mrs paisley's mrs paisley's it's got to be mrs paisley's and then we said it needed another name and you know mrs paisley's something and then jack walked home from in, in from work and he went, lashings, lashings, and yeah. we went, Mrs Paisley's lashings, and that was it, it was great.
0: I love it, because it captures your, your like mischievous, naughty side as well, you know, because yeah. with the lashings, it's kind of funny yeah,
1: too, it was isn't great. it? Yeah, great, so that's when Mrs Paisley's lashings was born, and, and then, uh, you know, we just started. I absolutely loved doing it. All the plates were odd that I'd picked oh, yeah, up. Yeah, you did that,
0: didn't all you? All the
1: glasses were jam jars that I'd saved. Yeah. Um, uh, so we wanted to have zero waste. It's all about that, but for excellent food. Yeah, it's all good yeah. for you. You're yeah, very good. You're so dri- you're very driven, aren't you? That's yeah. I get. I suppose I get an idea in my head, and then that's it. It's like this place here. I can see what it's going to be. Yeah. You're creative. Even, even it? though it's like a couple of years away. Yeah. I'm and I'm very impatient. I'm desperate for it to happen. Yeah.
0: And so then how would you advise people to kind of balance work and life? Uh, I think one of the things I think is really, really, really
1: important in these days is to step away from your phone. Yeah. I think that's so important. Uh, I even myself get caught up in looking at it too much. And so now I have rules now that I turn it off at night I try not to pick it up too much. I try and have certain times I pick it up and look at it but I think it's very important to turn walk away from your phone. Yeah. It's good for the mind. And I see it in I see what it does to Otis, my grandson, when he has a phone in his hand too long and you take it away from him and he freaks out. Yeah. And I think that's what's doing to a little one. You know, what am I doing if I look at it? So I think very good to cut up the phone. And get outside in the country air, in the air, yeah, any air. But um, and I think uh, what else? Yes, I think my phone, the phone thing, is the most important. Thing. Yeah,
0: in the in this day and age, isn't yeah. it? To, yeah, because yeah. you can just be looking at it with, for hours without even realising. I consume. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's funny as well. Like when people, when you're talking to someone, if the phone, if their phone goes and they look at it it just kind of cuts the connection for a minute and then you come back and you're like, oh, sorry, what was that? It's kind of funny. Yeah, isn't? it's gone to
1: those days where you used to go out and not have a phone, nothing, and you'd sit down, you have dinner, you talk and talk and talk. You don't have that phone might go off. Yeah. You Just, you know, you just we should really
0: have dinner parties The phone's left at the front door. Maybe you can do that in Mrs. Paisley's Ashes. Yeah, that's a good idea. You can can let people have like ten minutes to take the old picture and then go, right, that's
1: it. Yeah. These days I try not to watch very much TV. I'll only watch things that I really, 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 really want to watch. Anything to do with UFOs and aliens. Yeah. And any documentary that might be about something fabulous. Yeah. You know, like the earth and the ground and the soil and the... Anything a bit organic, I yeah. like to watch.
0: Yeah, and um, it's good. It's funny as well, though, because the social media, if that if that had been around when you were rocking and rolling about, I mean, there'd be so many crazy pictures. It's probably... It God, was quite... I'm so thankful. <laughs> 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 oh, my oh, God, the God. restaurants that I've fallen out of would have been a disaster know. and people just snapping pictures of you whenever you went you just it, it would, would have be... been absolutely horrendous yeah Can you would have you looked imagine? fabulous though actually you'd look no. back at it now and go no oh and i was only 25 oh my i did look god. a bit wrecked but i look you know,
1: just... oh my god i think it would be terrible if that had happened because we'd have had no privacy we'd have had no yeah you of... couldn't
0: have been you couldn't you'd have no private we used to life get up.
1: Would you? well we used to stay up all night on tour especially and then Keith would always turn around and go, right, let's get out uh, um, and go for a walk and be in somewhere like Seattle. <laughs> and it would be 7 o'clock in the morning, Keith was dragging us down the bloody street for a walk. Yeah. And you'd been up all night, Your makeup must be just disgusting, and you're walking down the street in broad sunlight and people are going to work in their suits. <laughs>
0: And you think, Oh, I don't yeah. like
1: this, take me back to the hotel. Yeah, nowadays something. You'd have it you'd have pictures of it oh, now.
0: I it's mean terrible, gosh, that. and
1: restaurants we used to just come staggering out of and oh, I'd have hated to have all those pictures taken of me that were I mean, there's a couple of bad ones. One me going out coming out of studio fifty four. I look like I'd been up all night. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably <laughs> we'll <be> had out.
0: <laughs> But you, and the nice thing about, because well, your book that you did recently is so gorgeous, because you have all those pictures that, because of it, they weren't digital, you'd actually printed them all out. Yeah. And so you've got all these beautiful old photos. Like, that's kind yeah, of I've got, unusual I've got now. tons of them. I, I must, uh, I could do another book. Really. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. I know. Yeah. We don't have that so much. And um, what about one thing I wanted to ask you about? So, why did you get into the Alienation podcast? How did you. Oh, I that begin? Fair, You know, I've always been...
1: I remember my dad reading this magazine years ago, Sunday Times, and there was a story from that guy, I can't think of his name, that did Chariots of Fire. And it was all about, was Jesus an astronaut, and all the evidence pointing to all that. So I was a kid then, so it, and being Catholic, it made me think there was more out there than meets the eye. Yeah, you were open to it. Yeah, I was open to it. And then, years later, we were on holiday in in Brazil, in Recife. And Ronnie, it was the night before we were leaving to go back to Sao Paulo. And this artist had lent us his house. And it was right on the beach. And it was like, the sea was just out there. It was beautiful, actually. Very, very isolated. Anyway, Ronnie's out there. And it's about midnight, unpacking up the kids' stuff. He starts shouting at me, Joe, Jo, come out here, come out here. So I go up and oh, God. And there over the sea was this dark thing with lights reflecting onto the sea. I could see it. I could just wow. see it. And I went, what the f- is that? Wow. What is that? And he, he goes running in to get his glasses because he couldn't can't see distant. And as he w- went in, it lifted up like that and stopped and then it zoomed to the right and stopped again and then it zoomed to the left and it was gone just like that wow
0: and i just went oh my god that was a ufo was that your first um proper sighting that you had yeah oh Oh
1: my god that's a ufo
0: there could have been nothing that moved like that
1: and on there's nothing on this planet well obviously there was that yeah and then the next day we got onto the plane and picked up the Brazilian newspaper, and, the, and it, there it said, UFO invaders Brasilia, and hundreds of people had seen the same thing. Oh, wow. God. So I knew I wasn't crazy. I kept that piece of newspaper for years, and then I've moved so many, three times, and I can't find yeah. it. How amazing. It was great. So I've been obsessed since then. Yeah. And then there was another time, me and Ty were, it was after that, me and Ty were on the plane, on a tour plane, and... Ty was behind me. We were looking out the window. And this orb, Ty was about 15, 16, something like this. And this orb just, we were going over South America again. And this orb just flew up, came along the side of the plane, whizzed right down there, and came back and was gone. Wow. What, like just a light kind of Yeah, it was like a big, greeny, bluey orb. I don't know how big it was. I mean, it must have been... Quite big, but we were really high up as well. And Ty went, Mum, what the hell is that? I said, I don't know, Ty, but I think it's alien. (laughs) I mean, it's quite lucky, really, in a way. Twice! Yeah, yeah. Since then, I look to the skies all the time, always, like, looking just in case. Yeah. I was flying to Spain the other day, and I looked out the window. Uh, We were right near where all the mountains are, between France and Spain. I looked down and I saw, like, a silver cigar thing in the sky. must have been massive. Wow. In the air. It was just by a cloud. Oh, wow. See? And I thought... You keep getting
0: little Is it?
1: Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? And then we just flew by it. But I saw it, I looked down, I could see it, and I thought, that has got to be one of those cigars see yeah. the UFOs
0: and amazing how many people on I mean you've had so many guests on your podcast but so many people have seen so many things you just think yeah. it's not so, so like people. the odd person no. or anything
1: and it's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of yeah. years there's even old masters and in the back of old masters they've got little UFOs yeah. uh, and I mean there's no way that we're alone in this there's millions and billions and billions of stars and stars of suns you know we've just got this i'd like to meet them yeah perhaps they can help us get the back, the environmental balance back wouldn't that be great yeah give us a hand yeah sort everything out yeah. make people realize that we should be looking after our home that we're living on yeah because this is our home and we're all living on it together so we should all be a part of the same thing or, and the only way to do it is to have an organic world because then you clean up the rivers, you clean up the seas, you clean up yourselves. So in order for it to happen, for me, I, this is what I'm doing, the rewilding and...
0: and yeah, and sharing that's, your experience with it. So. My,
1: that's my contribution to, to the yeah. planet.
0: Yeah, and actually that's massive because you buy living like walking your talk aren't you basically so if you walk your talk then that really resonates you know like if you were just sitting in Mayfair in some flat talking about wanting all this it's very different to actually being here and having to deal with the getting the water right and you know it's very and it so genuinely comes across what you're doing and why you're doing it that other people will think oh, maybe people real... that have
1: got a big garden say right i'm gonna rewild my garden now. yeah and it's just as beautiful than if you've got nice neat
0: yeah plants and... i did see actually there's a book about rewilding small gardens and like little roof you know if you've just got a balcony and stuff there's stuff that you can do so yeah. it's definitely you know yeah. it's I mean, creeping if you've
1: got a little balcony you can
0: you can do grow great
1: herbs you can grow all sorts of things have little trees in pots and things like that
0: yeah and then you get little butterflies you get little bees and stuff mini mini environment yeah yeah Yeah. that's what we have to do yeah we have to do that yeah it's
1: time we all have to
0: do it now yeah yeah. thanks joe oh tilly so lovely i love talking to you oh me too such an inspiration Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please take a moment to rate or review the show and also share it with anyone that you think might enjoy it. You can follow me on Instagram at TillyAtHomeWith or email me TillyAtHomeWith at gmail.com.